My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are, are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our third, fourth, fourth, fourth haunted happy hour. Um, in this haunted happy hour, again, if you're new here or just need a reminder, I can't get my ROM open. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a very relaxed, um, can't. the wine not happening okay um i'll do that in a minute um relaxed we edited a little bit if there are big pauses but it's pretty candid um so you hear us moving around and we are drinking uh a lot, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> no actually so um here's your wine oh thank you mm-hmm. if you came no no more more there we go okay if you came here for ASMR or wine sounds, there you go. So I'm, um, <laughs> oh, okay. I just poured this rum like it was fucking wine. I. <laughs> That's right. Fill it up. You're going back into the bottle because last time when we did our alien episode, I am not much of a drinker. I keep saying that, and then I just keep drinking more. Yeah, I'll do it. We're lighting our candles and getting in the mood. Okay, it's spooky. Um, so I am not much of a drinker, or historically I have not been much of a drinker. And so these happy hours, we only do them once a month, and I actually don't drink usually even once in between these haunted happy hours. And so I am a fucking lightweight. <laughs> and last time, a couple, like last year, someone brought lemon bacardi to a party and she was like i promise this is super smooth if it's frozen you can shoot it no problem even if you don't like shots and you're a little bitch like me and i was like whatever i don't take shots like it hurts i'm a baby and i took one and ever since then i'm like this is my shit so i drank straight on the rocks lemon bacardi in our alien episode and i apologize (laughs) i got you don't need to it's great really turned and i was not able to even finish reading my stories so um i am drinking it again but i'm a chill on it because when you're sitting down recording and you're not moving around you don't realize you're drunk How drunk you are until, until you are you're fucked up and i woke up at 2 30 in the morning <laughs> that night <laughs> i wasn't hungover so i didn't get like like ridiculously pass out blackout drunk because we watched paranormal activity after that and i didn't and drink at all during that yeah i took notes i did the full thing um but i woke up at 2 30 that morning and i'm i woke up brad i was like brad <laughs> when do i stop being drunk because <laughs> i was like fuck um so i'm sorry but I'm not sorry because that's what this is for. But exactly. I'm sorry for myself. Like, <laughs> she can throw that out there. Um, so this episode, we're going to be talking about haunted dolls. And we actually have a, um, since this is kind of fun for us and not as structured, we don't have to stay on topic if we don't want to. Exactly. And we like 
creepy stories sometimes in the beginning. Yeah, and especially if they're from people we know. So our friend Jessica, one of our best friends in the world, sent us this story. And I think she had mentioned this to us before, but never in detail. And so she wrote it down. So thank you so much, Jessica. Shout Mm -hmm. out to you. Because this is a long ass story, like to type. It's it's quick to read through and talk about, but... um, To care enough to send it in. Yes, thank you. So we're going to start by reading her story, set the spooky tone. We're going to continue to drink because we're not quite there yet Mm -hmm. and see where the night takes us so (laughs) grab a drink she's drinking wine i'm drinking rum but grab whatever you want a tequila sunrises were drank earlier in this room that was fun um so yeah let's get started so i'm gonna read this pretty much verbatim from jessica because this was her experience and i think to tell it best is to tell it in her own words so I was 15 years old when my parents divorced and my mom moved us across town. I was one of five kids. I have an older brother and three younger brothers. We moved into a neighborhood that I'm going to omit. Just, Mm -hmm. you know. The neighborhood was a pretty suburb known for all the trees. And after we moved in and got settled, maybe a week or two weeks, that's when we started noticing things happening around the house. Lamps would turn on by themselves. Doors would shut. The same cold feeling you get when something is in the room with you would happen all the time. It basically felt like our lives were turning into a small personal scary movie. I was 15, so I was above sleeping with my mom, or so I thought, until literally I started (laughs) dreading going to sleep at night. I will never forget the way I felt. On two particular nights, I had this old box TV in my room. The kind that just had the big circle power button on it, and that's all it had. So... It was so old, I barely watched TV in there, but one night I was sound asleep when my TV turned on and woke me up. I've been a light sleeper all my life, so it turning on woke me up immediately, and surprise, surprise, it was just white noise. I was instantly scared. Now, I wasn't big on scary movies growing up, but I also wasn't naive to heaven, hell, or demons. I grew up Catholic and very religious. I look over at my alarm clock, and it was just past 3 a.m., F that. 3.03 to be exact. And everyone knows that's basically the devil's hour. Nothing fucking good happens around (laughs) then. I remember thinking, what do I do? Should I yell for my mom? And it grew so cold so quickly. All I could do was cover my head and try to breathe slowly just to calm myself down. I was so scared I could hear my heart beating and that was it. The cold left, but I laid there for the next three hours until my alarm went off and I felt like I could get up safely to get ready to go to school. Now that didn't happen to me the next night, but you bet your ass it did happen to me a few (laughs) nights later. And once again, I laid there terrified, trying to listen if something was in the room with me. Clearly I could feel something. Something was watching me the same time at 3.03 and again, I laid there under the covers trying to breathe, sweating what was happening to me. After that, I told my mom, I told her I wasn't sleeping in my room anymore and that I was sleeping with her. And of course she didn't mind because she too admitted feeling something watching her. She was smart and quick to act and had our church's priest come and clean and bless the house. And then after that, I felt okay. My ass didn't sleep in my room, but at least I felt better for a little (laughs) while. Things started happening again around month three, but I was almost relieved because it was happening to all of us together. We would all be in the living room together when random lamps would turn on or off or here down the hallway when the doors would shut again. It would grow cold in one room and we wouldn't feel safe. 
I thought how much more I could take of all this. All of us were so scared. Even my older brother barely slept at the house because he said he couldn't sleep. I will never, ever forget the night my mother woke me covering my mouth. I slept on the right side of her bed and she slept to the left and the side closest to the doorway. My brother's room was directly across from her and she always left her door open in case they came wandering into her room for any reason at night. I was laying facing inward and she woke me covering my mouth. She was laying facing me and her other hand motioned over her own mouth. The quiet signal, you know, one finger up like you're going to say shh, but she didn't say anything. She just held her hand over my mouth and her eyes said it all. I immediately felt sick, like I couldn't breathe and might throw up at the same time. We just had put hardwood floors into the house and you could hear something walking it down the hallway toward our room. We laid there just listening to the slow steps being taken towards the door that was open, but nothing, nothing ever reached her door. Whatever it was had stopped before her door, turned around and walked all the way back down the hallway. Following her lead, we both sat up in bed. My mom found the courage to yell to my oldest brother's name, but nothing responded. It was quiet in the house and all you could hear was silence. It was like a dagger. She then called for one of my youngest brothers and nothing. She then mustered up enough courage, got up, turned on all the lights in the house. Good for her. No, but not enough people fucking turn on the lights. Yeah, absolutely. Like turn on the fucking lights. We checked all the doors, which were locked and nothing. My younger brothers were sound asleep and I knew it wasn't my oldest brother because he wasn't even home. My mom and I ended up going back to sleep, but we slept with the damn lights on. Once again, she had a priest come to the house and have it cleaned and blessed. I told my mom that I didn't want to sleep there anymore. I didn't even feel sleep sleeping with her. So that's when I started sleeping at my closest girlfriend's house. I was too embarrassed to tell her I was terrified of her house until I did. And then she told me that she too felt something there when she would come and rarely spend the night with me there. A few weeks later, her ass hit me with some history and the not so secrets behind our neighborhood. So remember the name because of all the trees and all the land in and around our neighborhood. The trees there used to be the trees that they would hang slaves on. This is in this is in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Talk about gut wrenching. We had two large trees in our backyard and a large in the front. And to think people were hung from them. Human beings. Since then, I have lived in four homes. In all four homes, I have felt safe. Nothing has bothered me and I've never felt anything in them. Just my mother's house. I slept with her for eight months until I felt I had the courage to sleep in my own room and I threw out the old TV. From time to time, I would wake up, but nothing like it had been before. My mother still lives in that house and I still hate going there to visit. Fuck that. No, no, no. How? How does she still live there? Jessica, I would love an answer. Please tell me. Because I don't know. I could not. Jessica, I'm going to talk to you like you're in front of me. (laughs) What the fuck? literally you could write a screenplay about that yes and also how horrible that is such a like horrible history and of such a violent not that they deserve to be haunted but like the people that did that deserve to be fucking haunted and these spirits don't know the difference like that's rough like the the story itself is rough but the backstory even Mm -hmm. more so is just awful so thank you for sending that in. I um, yes, thank you. We love you. Yes, a lot. I just took a swig of that Bacardi and um, not as smooth as I remember last time. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into the dolls, uh, the spooky dolls. Our fucking candle just went out. The good fortune candle just went out. I fucking hate that. It does that like every fucking time. When we start getting into it, 
I fucking hate that. We're not lighting it anymore. <laughs> I hate that so much. All right. So once again, usually it's I do history. Amanda does some spooky stories. So yeah. I've, I've even got a couple spooky stories this time, but I'm going to start with the history like usual. So African religions created things called, I'm going to say it wrong, minkies. It's M-I-N-K-I-S, which were sculptural objects that provided habitation, which creeps me out. Like conduits? Habitation for mm. spiritual personality. <laughs> These come to the new world and evolved and became what we know as the voodoo doll. So we know the voodoo doll to be creepy in its own. But mm-hmm. the fact that way back when people would create dolls to be a home for something to live Mm-mm. is fucking terrifying. That's how I got all the Annabelle movies. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly it. So how many dolls are out there that are just like chilling that hold some sort of demon? I mean, that's basically what, you know, happens in The Exorcist. He finds little dolls about that creature. I know it's not only in that. Mm-hmm. But that's... When he's in Iraq. He, yeah, yeah. And he finds the statue of Pazuzu. Mm-hmm. The earliest rep- report of a haunted doll actually goes all the way back to Egypt, where emiz- enemies of Ramses III tried to use images of him to bring about his death. <sighs> So basically so voodoo, voodoo dolls yeah. mm-hmm. back in fucking ancient Egypt. Yeah. Victorians, so we're going to jump way ahead, but I think, I mean, if you've looked into it all, most of us know that the Victorians have a sick fascination with death. Yeah. Most plays are about it, a lot of stories are about it, and a lot of, I mean, they do the tin types of the dead and stuff like that. And I think, too, back then and even before then, it was like, death was so prominent and people died so early and it was just kind of like those things that scare us so we have to create stories to make them a little bit more comfortable to talk about exactly we also look at the fact that infant mortality rates were so high and this the victorians were the generation where they started loving the child that's where you got toys we never really like yes we've had some dolls throughout history that we found but we've never really had toys that kids have ever had kids have just been another adult who can go work and do stuff i was about to say a worker yes the victorian age was the one where they really cherished their children and they gave them toys and they really cared about their death and because they cared so much death became even scarier when the child did die yeah so because of the victorians fascination with death they would take photos of the dead, which would be the ten types of the dead, which we all know. Yeah. They're the creepy ones. They also made art out of hair of the dead. And that's just, they would make like a brooch or something just out of, like it's really pretty looking. But I was about to say, it wasn't, but it wasn't creepy It was not. Then. It was a, like that's why you have all the portraits of the dead people, which is what you're talking about. Yes. Like they dressed them up and they had someone come in and do a portrait after they were dead, but it looks yes. like they're still living so they could capture that, you know, before there was film on film or if you yes. will, you know. And so I think that, you know, it it's creepy now, but it's just like taking like when my dad died, like his soccer jersey that he loved so much that I still have, you know, That's like true. pieces of them to keep with you in like, a meaningful way. Would you want way. a picture of your dead father? Because no, I have Jumbie who is yeah. dead, and I I see pictures of right before he died, and they're horrifying to me, and I skip through them like moments. So before. yeah, so yeah. I can't imagine having one of the actual dead body. Yeah, no, and knowing that like it's fine for us where we don't really know, but someone who loved them looks at that and knows yeah. that their loved one is gone. Right, That's, I don't know. Yeah, but they also made things called mourning dolls. 
So when a child died in the Victorian age, families that could afford it would go to a craftsman and they would have a doll made that was basically an exact replica of the child. It's kind of like the companies that will do stuffed versions of your pets today because they will make stuffed animal replicas of your pets. Way creepier. They used the child's clothing (laughs) and hair. So these dolls had these these kids hair in it. Mm. So I don't know if anybody's watched Supernatural, but this is actually an episode in Supernatural where they mm. find one of these oh, Victorian sure dolls. Have. Exactly. Yeah. And they have to destroy it because they used to make this. This is true. That's why I wanted to look up because I have seen that episode, but it's actually true. Yeah. The dolls were usually that that's I say usually mm. with a lot of emphasis, usually left at the gravesite in its own little box. But sometimes they have found this, like historians have found this in dolls nowadays, or we have seen it nowadays when studying them. They have proof that some of these dolls would have been taken home and placed in cribs. Mm, That's so sad. Yes. You know, okay, this is going to be super off topic, and I'm not talking about it this episode because it's not like haunted. I don't have, do you know about living dolls? Yes, I've seen them. They're fucking terrifying to me. Okay, so the ones that people, um, they are pretty lifelike and they're modern. Like, people do this now. There are Facebook groups for them. And they mother these fake dolls. That, to me, is a... And sometimes it can be a hobby and a collecting thing, but some of them go to the point where they take them everywhere. And to me, that is, like, deep-rooted, like, psychological trauma latching onto something. Yes. And so that... That's, that's exactly what this is. So yeah. basically, they lost their babies. They would put them in cribs. They would change their clothes. They would treat them exactly like a human baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, older children would be turned into busts so that they could be put in picture frames on the wall. All of that is terrifying to me. Yeah. Now, I'm the one who took my black cat, my baby, yeah. Jumby, and I made all kinds of quote-unquote replicas of him they look nothing like him these people were making exact replicas of their kids and putting them on the walls well yeah for jumpy you have like a little black cat figurine that you think that like it reminds you it reminds me of him but it doesn't look anything but you're not like that is my baby and i'm going to feed it and that has my husband's nose or that has my ears right no yeah i couldn't imagine that that's terrifying to me right so if you have been immersed at all in the paranormal community, the world, or you just like are interested, or if you've listened to any like folklore podcasts, specifically lore, um, <laughs> things like that, then this is not new to you. But since it is probably the most popular haunted doll story, I'm yeah. going to start with it. This is This story is Robert the Doll, and he is currently actually at a museum in Florida, and the doll originally belonged to Robert Eugene Otto. And he was an artist and he was a little eccentric and Robert belonged to this pretty prominent family. And Otto's grandfather, while on a trip in Germany in 1904, gave this doll to Otto as a birthday gift because he got it there. And the doll wore a sailor suit that was exactly like an outfit that Otto wore as a child. The Otto family had this doll and it remained in their home in Key West while Otto grew up and studied art in New York and Paris. So he had moved on and the doll stayed in Florida, but he had that doll throughout childhood and he kept it that whole time. And then Otto got married to a woman named Annette in Paris and in 1930 and they came back to the Otto family home because again, in prominent families, usually the house is 
passed down yeah, and it's kept in the family. Right. And they lived there until Otto died in 1974. And then his wife died two years later after their deaths, the Eaton family street home containing the doll was sold to Myrtle Reuter who owned it for 20 years until the property was sold to the current owners who basically use it as like an Airbnb. So you can go stay in this place. Interesting. In in 1994, the doll was donated to the museum where it eventually became a popular tourist attraction. And it is rotated to the old post office and custom house in October for, you know, spooky time. So basically the reason that this, that's important is because this doll remained in that house through all of these transactions and all of this time. Yeah. According to legend, the doll has supernatural abilities that allow it to move, change its facial expressions, and make giggling sounds. Ew! Some versions of the legend claim that a young girl gave Otto the doll as a gift or as retaliation for a wrongdoing. Retaliation. (laughs) Other stories claim the doll was moved voodoo figurines around the room and was aware of what went on around him so that he watched them and gathered information about what was going on. Fuck that. What if it's like the boy? What if there's like someone just in the walls? No. Still, other legends claim that the doll vanished after Otto's house changed ownership a number of times after his death, or that young Otto triggered the doll's supernatural powers by blaming his childhood mishaps on the doll. According to local folklore, the doll has caused car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, and other misfortunes, and museum visitors supposedly experienced post-visit misfortunes for failing to respect Robert. And... I believe failing to respect Robert is you have to ask it permission to take a picture of it. And if you don't, you have to send a letter in and apologize. Yes. And so there are even some stories about this doll being um, murderous. Yeah. Um, They think it killed an aunt? They think that there were some falls and injuries that happened in the house that weren't just clumsiness. They Mm -hmm. think that the doll was so fixated on its owner Mm -hmm. that people around him would get hurt or be depressed or things like that because he wanted them out of the picture, basically. So he would go after people that were around his original owner. Holy shit. That makes my mind go to dark places. Like, what if he got his wish and it was just this poor little boy and this doll just sitting in the house? He's super creepy, too. Like, well, I, I think I'll do an Instagram post for this one. Yeah. Showing some of the dolls we're actually talking about. But Robert is spooky. And he's on, he's a doll. He's actually plush. Like, he's not a porcelain doll. He's, he's like, more of, like, a... Something soft stuffed. and cuddly. Yeah, exactly. That could kill you. Which is scarier, because then you get, like, right, right up on it, and it's like... <laughs> I think probably... I think Robert the Doll is more notorious, but people would probably disagree with me just in pop culture. Yeah, Robert the Doll, you have more nerds know about it. Yes. But, of course, I know the one that you're going to talk about next... Annabelle. Has been in theaters. So yes, and we're getting a new a one this summer. Mm-hmm. So Ed and Lorraine Warren, if you don't know who they are, you probably are listening to us because you know us and you're not a horror fan. <laughs> Ed and Lorraine Warren were self-proclaimed demonologist, paranormal, paranormal experts, investigators, etc., etc. And while there are plenty of people who think they were full of bullshit annabelle is a real doll and she is really in their museum she's a raggedy ann doll yes so what you see in the movies very different is is created to be scarier because a raggedy ann doll 
is inherently not scary because it's such a beloved and character. she's so soft and has no like quote-unquote bone structure so what right. she's supposed to stand and attack attack with exactly the annabelle doll was given to a girl named donna by her mother in 1970 and if you've seen the conjuring actually what i'm about to go into is it was these two nurses had it and in the opening scene of the conjuring not maybe not the opening well yeah it is the opening scene in the mm-hmm. conjuring ed and lorraine warren are talking to these two nurses and that was based on i mean technically the all of the conjuring is based on a true story but that was the annabelle part that they were introducing based on mm-hmm. the true encounter that they had with these nurses so donna and her roommate angie noticed the doll would switch positions or move around the apartment when they weren't looking and then they began finding messages like, help me, even though they didn't keep like that kind of paper around the house. And then, of course, just like all hauntings, things got worse. So they brought in a medium who concluded the doll was possessed by the ghost of a girl who was buried on the grounds of the apartment. So it's kind of like that like burial ground kind of story. Then things increased. Annabelle was found with a red substance coming out of her hands and red substance, um, blood (laughs) and moving around she was moving around more and this is a a quote from a story a friend of theirs his name was lou awoke one night from a deep sleep in a panic he had a reoccurring bad dream only this time somehow something seemed different it was as though he was awake but he couldn't move he -hmm. looked around the room but couldn't discern anything out of the ordinary and then it happened looking down toward his feet Mm -mm. no he saw Annabelle. No. This is what? probably if you've seen the Annabelle comes home or whatever where it's it called trailer where the bed scene that you are just mm-hmm. repulsed by comes from. I finally have watched the trailer all the way through. I'm proud of you. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Looking down toward his feet, he no. saw the doll. No. And it began to slowly no. glide up his leg. I hate everything you're saying. Moved over his chest and then stopped. Within seconds, the doll was strangling him. Paralyzed and not being able to breathe, he almost died. He blacked out. He woke up the next morning certain it wasn't a dream, and he was determined to rid himself of the doll and the spirit that possessed it. He would, however, have one more experience with Annabelle. Getting ready for a road trip the next day, Lou and Angie were reading over maps in their apartment. The apartment seemed quiet. But then suddenly a rustling sound came from Donna's room. And in fear that someone had possibly broken into the apartment, they decided to figure out who or what it was. If someone broke into my house, I'd be like, you can have it. Bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't go check it out. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> Lou determined to, he was determined to figure out who it was. And so they went to the bedroom door. And Lou waited for the noises to stop before entering and turning on the light. The room was empty except for Annabelle, who was tossed on the floor in a corner. He looked in the room for forced entry, but nothing was out of place. He got closer to the doll, though, and he got the distinct impression that somebody was behind him. Ew. Spinning around, he was quick to realize that nobody was there. And then he found himself grabbing for his chest, doubled over, cut and bleeding. His shirt was stained with blood, and upon opening his shirt there on his chest... It looked to be a distinct seven claw marks, Ew, three vertical, seven? and four horizontal, all like burns. These scratches healed almost immediately, half gone the next day, fully gone by two. Annabelle currently lives in Ed and Lorraine Warren's occult museum, 
and her locked case is holy water encrusted. And in the movie, you get that warning positively do not open on Annabelle's case. That is there. And it says danger, do not touch anything as well. So this one's a little shorter. This doll's name is Mandy. And it's another one that you can look at. And she is a porcelain. Okay. Which are scary. So I didn't, when I was a kid, I didn't actually see the movie Chucky. I just saw scenes of him running around and being creepy. Like, cause my dad would be watching mm-hmm. him and my aunt, bless her heart. And if you don't speak Southern, that's my fucking aunt. <laughs> she got me and I appreciate these. I really do. But they even scared me as a child. She would get me for a couple years in a row, these beautiful, elegant, porcelain dolls that were like two and a half to three feet tall and I would just put them in the top of my closet and like put other things in front of them because they scared me I think that they are beautifully constructed Mm -hmm. but they are terrifying I don't know why my grandfather unfortunately I never actually physically met him until I was like 12 Mm -hmm. and from like one to 12 he would every Christmas get me a porcelain doll and I was so terrified of them. They went in a crawl space under our house mm. and I would hate, I hated going in that fucking crawl space and child's play was the first thing that ever gave me nightmares ever. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I think I, I can't remember if I've talked about him before, but when I was in high school, I babysat this kid and it was the weirdest thing because his parents were like, yeah, no, it's totally fine. He can watch horror movies. He had, the biggest collection of horror movies. And this was like 2009-ish, 2010-ish. And he was eight years old, nine years old. He had a bigger collection at that time than I do right now. Mm -hmm. And his parents said, you can watch Saw. You can watch, we watched My Bloody Valentine together. You can watch any movie he has in his collection. He cannot watch Child's Play. That was the only movie that that kid was so fucked up for kids. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's like it's taking. Okay, so let's just talk about if Toy Story was fucking evil. Like, yeah, that that would rock a kid's fucking world. And that's essentially what Child's Play is. You take this doll that's supposed to be your best friend, and he's a homicidal maniac. Yeah, or it's sitting in your room all night, every night, what watching you. Who knows what it's doing when you're asleep? Yeah, fuck that. So this doll, Mandy was a doll and her shtick was she would cry in the middle of the night (laughs) you just backed so far up from the mic i'm fucking terrified now yeah i hate that she would not only cry in the middle of the night but she would go around and open the windows oh my god no! because she wanted all the windows open her family got so terrified because the crying was so incessant that they gave her to a museum yeah they were like, no, not dealing with this. So she's currently in a museum. And now she makes the museum staff's lunches disappear or walks around and people hear her tiny footsteps. And no. they they just inherently know it's Mandy. And she just walks around like her little pitter patters. Like. Yeah. <gasps> no. And she's kept in a case. And she just gets out. Oh. <sighs> I fucking hate all That's of a very active spirit in that fucking that. doll. Mm-mm. Nope. If I have kids someday and I have girls someday or boys, whatever, I don't care. We're not getting porcelain dolls. No. You can have Barbies. Barbies are okay. We've seen Barbie in Toy Story. She's chill. She drives a Corvette. Okay, she's a <laughs> badass. She's not going to be walking around stealing people's lunches. She's not a bully. She's hungry. You think they feed her during the day? Ew. No. She's got to steal the lunches and cry about it because she's a little bitch. Oh, my God. 
(laughs) (laughs) So I got a little note. I don't even remember what I was reading, but it it mentioned something about selling haunted dolls on eBay. Bitch. Okay. There... Sorry, there's actually Reddit threads about buying haunted dolls. And so many people are like, scam, it's a scam, you're getting scammed. They're just old dolls that they don't want. And they put a higher price tag on them because they're haunted. Why do you want them? Yeah. Fuck that shit. I mean, I honestly, I probably believe most of these are haunted. But put yourself in the imagination if this this is true. So I actually read, I didn't write it down for this, but I remember reading it. So I'm just going to talk about it. I read a story from a person on Reddit. I don't remember her username. I'm sorry. But she collects specifically dolls that she are haunted by ancient spirits or demons. Specifically. That's what she wants. Why? I don't know. Why do you want that in your fucking house? I don't know. But she said that she had never. Are you that lonely? You need to hear random shit walking around your house in the middle of the night? No. So she said that she never had really anything paranormal happen in her house. Sometimes they would act up as she called it, but it would like last for a day and then it would stop. And she assumed they were just like getting settled or whatever after she got them. She got this one doll and she would fucking wake up with bruises all over her inner thighs. And... We really need a YouTube channel because if you guys could see me when Amanda is saying this stuff, I am so far away from her covering my face, my mouth, like, oh my fucking God. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. She even, the you know what the scariest part was? She included pictures in the Reddit thread of her bruises. So I saw the pictures and she said she even, the spirit in the doll even told her its name. And it was, it was a woman spirit and she said it happened if i remember correctly she said it happened for a few days and then it just stopped and then it like assimilated into the rest of her spooky ass house i guess fuck that shit you're fucking crazy are you serious burn that shit bury it i don't know what you want to do get it the fuck no 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 why do you think it was bruising her thighs (sighs) i don't know i don't want to know but i'm fucking terrified rest in peace headphone users sorry (laughs) i'm just kidding it's fine it's why we drink and do these things so i'm broken now so thanks can you read we're just gonna move on we're just gonna move on okay so (laughs) by the way i hope you guys like this episode because now my entire ebay is fucked because now i all i keep getting is ads for hey this haunted doll is relisted do you want to buy it no i don't want to buy it <laughs> should have made a sock account for your ebay <laughs> yes. it's so bad it keeps popping up on my phone i'm like no but <clears throat> i found two stories that sounded i don't know fairly interesting it didn't sound totally fucking fake and to put yourself in the realm of if they are true this is awful fuck that shit mm-hmm. so my first one is a doll named emma fuck emma <laughs> Emma, this is what it says on YouTube. Emma came from a storage unit. Her backstory is unknown. A friend of mine purchased an abandoned storage unit and found her inside of a sealed box. Okay, first of all, fuck that. No. Mm -hmm. After a couple of days of having Emma in his home, my friend contacted me and asked of me if I wanted her. He knew of my interest in the paranormal. He said he couldn't keep her as he felt creeped out by her and felt that he was being watched all the time. 
I have an interest in the paranormal, I wouldn't take it. No, fuck that shit. I feel like anything I say, though, is discredited by the fact that I still have a a haunted Ouija board. But, I mean, that's more because I feel responsible for it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm oddly attached to it. But we're not going to get into that right now. Continue. Okay. So, he felt like he was being watched. Yes. He told of hearing footsteps and of things randomly falling to the ground. He told me that if I did not want her, he would throw her in the trash. I didn't want that to happen to such Mm. a unique doll. You're crazy. Upon arriving to pick Emma up, I took an immediate liking to her. It was odd, like meeting a child and being fond of her from the moment you meet her. The name Emma was the first thing that popped into my head when I saw her. So she has been called Emma since. Fast forward a week. No. Now I can't keep her because my kids are creeped out by her. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) Yeah. They're older children, all boys. My oldest says his hair stands up on his arms every time he is around the doll, and he feels like he's being watched. A couple of nights ago, he came running downstairs and told me his closet door opened by itself, and it spooked him. Soon after, he came running (laughs) running down because he thought I had called for him when I hadn't. Oh, (laughs) no. (laughs) That's your kids, dude, though. Like, Uh honestly, this thing is fucking with your children. It's time to go into mama bear mode. Get it the fuck out of your house. Yeah, You're exactly. fucking with your kids for the rest of their life. <laughs> exactly. He told me his ceiling fan had spun just a bit on its own, and he has heard laughing. He swears it is Emma. When I, he- when I am near Emma, I feel a loving presence. Perhaps it is because Emma sees me as a mother figure. This brings me to wonder if Emma is jealous of my boys and they are picking up on it. Or maybe she just doesn't like males. Who knows? I'm Mm. hoping she goes to the home of someone who will appreciate her as much as I do. If it were not for my children, I would not want to part with her. She is really special. Okay, can I inject real quick? I know that the Ouija board thing, because you have felt a man standing somewhere in my house twice now. Are you going to mention to these people what happened today? We walked in here and some shit. I Okay. So in our podcast room, it this room in my house is dedicated to nothing but recording and keeping our horror collection of stuff. Mostly we have a Halloween screenplay that is in plastic and signed by the cast of the 1978 Halloween. And it is we have these floating shelves right behind us actually and the halloween screenplay is in the very 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 back yes. and it stands up and it's been standing up for a long time for i don't have ac in my house so nothing blows like there's yeah. no draft the window is closed it's a hallway it's not like someone hits it or something right randomly. and today when we got here there is a dresser that i have temporarily in here because it's so fucking heavy i just couldn't get it out of the house so i moved it in here but the script was laying face up perfectly in the center yes and nothing else had like that one pop. one pop even though there's plenty in front of it there's like four or five Funko Pop figures in front of it. You know what's so creepy? One fell. Chucky fell. One, yes. While we're recording our doll episode. Yes. Our Chucky Funko Pop fell. Are you fucking kidding me? And the Halloween screenplay fell off the shelf. Nothing else did. Our our candle keeps blowing out. I'm telling you, I think we need to stage my house again because I've been feeling real depressed lately and it's probably because I just have struggled with that in the past and sometimes just like any 
chronic thing. It just like comes flares up sometimes. Get that thing out of your house. But I'm kind of wondering if maybe I'm feeling so bad lately because it is. But like I told you, like you know, the girl that and what I'm getting to is the girl in your story said she did not want to get rid of it because there was some sort of weird, like something she couldn't explain about the connection between it and her. Uh And that's how I feel about the Ouija board. Which creeps me out. The fact that you're saying that it's not because you're a collector and you really want this old Ouija board because you could find another one if you really, really want to. Like you think weird weird shit's happening from this. Mm -hmm. If you really want to, you can find another one. But But not that one. You're connected to this one. That creeps me out. I'm not going to get it out, but I don't want to get rid of it. I really think you should get rid of it. I don't think you should give it to anybody. I think you should bury it in the backyard with a bunch of voodoo shit, but that's just me. But what if it turns into poltergeist (laughs) in my backyard? (laughs) That's why you bury it with a bunch of other stuff. You bury it in a black trash bag with some special I wonder if I put it on eBay and was like, this shit is haunted and I need a disclaimer on it. Obviously, people would fucking buy it because people are crazy. There were so many bids on these haunted dolls. You're insane. Exactly, though. Because, like, Mm -hmm. at least if you put, like, this shit has stuff attached to it. Please don't play with it. Mm -hmm. Use it responsibly or don't use it at all. Like, maybe. Mm -hmm. If you want my Ouija board, email us at theextrasisters at (laughs) (laughs) gmail.com. Maybe we'll do a giveaway. Ooh, <laughs> haunted Ouija board, legit. <laughs> a man will stand in your kitchen if you get it out for two seconds. Jesus Christ, fuck that shit. Or your man. shower. Mm. Or your closet. Wherever your Ouija board is, he's going to stand in the next room, just to let you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, continue with your next story. Proceed. Okay, so <laughs> I just had the two dolls that I looked up on eBay. The next one, the doll is called Grace. So, Grace? Yes, and okay. this is the story about Grace on eBay. My family moved into an old fixer-upper home that escaped demolition. After months of tearing down walls and beginning to paint the house, construction workers abandoned their work and said they could not finish the work due to unusual sounds, items being moved, and unexplained sightings. Nope. My family hired a psychic who said that the previous owner who passed away in the house did not want intruders in her home. Old items and many dolls were found in old wooden boxes. My family asked me to take the items home. After bringing the dolls home, I have been experiencing a lot of paranormal activity. I am a sensitive and do not and do communicate with spirits. I will be providing information that I receive from each spirit in order to assist the buyers. Uh. Okay. And that little eBay always does a disclaimer because you can't sell haunted artifacts on eBay. So they always say, it's just a doll. It's just historic. Okay. Grace's Vessel. A doll with blue eyes and lazy left eye. She has beautiful porcelain skin. Her hair is dark brown and braided. She is wearing pretty floral dress and blue bow. Grace. Grace was a beautiful and unusual girl. She grew up on a farm in Oklahoma. She had a younger sister and loving parents. Her parents knew she was special and had unusual abilities. She loved taking care of the farm animals and had the ability to communicate with them. She knew if something was wrong and was instinctively able to heal them. One day, she decided to take her favorite horse, Brownie, for a ride. It had been raining for days, and finally there was a break in the weather. Brownie was a great horse, but he lost his footing, and Grace fell off and hit her head on a rock. When she was found, it was too late. She had lacerations on her left eye and scalp. Grace comes through as a pure, loving spirit. She loves animals and nature. She stated that she would like to go to a home where she can be around animals or family pets. I'll bring her in. I got doggies. (laughs) (laughs) She communicates by flickering the lights. I also have had birds knocking on my window, 
Oh, no, that's where I draw the line. That's demon. <laughs> and that's how she knows she's around. She has also come through in my dreams. If you are sensitive to spirits, you will receive signs and be able to communicate with grace. So she talks to you in your dreams. She flickers lights, and your pets just, like, are awesome around her. No, 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 no. You're going to be real mad at me. What? Did you buy, did you buy a haunted doll? No, I did not. But... That being said, I am concerned that I'm that bitch because uh, I'm the type of person. And I heard that and I was like, oh, I have pets. Bring her here. Because I, okay. You know how I I have a problem. Like, I just want to help everybody do everything Mm -hmm. before I help myself do anything. (laughs) You want to help the haunted ghosts and dolls that are faking it? Yes, but dude, like, no, okay. I just mean like if something needed to be content in the afterlife and they needed someone else to help them, like okay. But the problem with that is I wouldn't do it because so there are so many things, probably including my fucking Ouija board, that want you to feel like you they need you to help them and then they just prey on you. Why do you think you can't get rid of that fucking Ouija board? We're not talking about me. Oh my god, we are talking about you. You just brought you up. I'm trying to deflect. Can you please just accept that? No. Mm. Please write in and tell Amanda to get rid of her Ouija board. Thank you. Okay. I I don't think that the guy that sold the Ouija board to me listens to our podcast, but I may message him and be like, hey, where did you get it? Like, I'm just wondering, like, how much he knows about this Ouija board. Um, So I may hit him up. I don't know. I don't know if he believes in that kind of stuff, though. So he might just be like, I got it at a fucking Goodwill, bitch. Like, (laughs) even when I went out to my cousin in Seattle, who sadly is gone now, but he even said, okay, you got to get rid of it. And he gave me this list of how to fucking get rid of it. Is burning it an option? Because I do have a wood stove. Burning it was not on his list. That's a scapegoat, though. That's the... You need to bury it with certain stuff. Mm. But he gave me a list of what I need to bury it with. I don't know. I'll consider it. <laughs> Come on, you guys. Vote with me. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> Instagram poll. Should Amanda get rid of her Ouija board? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> and people are going to be like, no, just to right? make me have me keep it. Yeah. They're just going to be like, we like the creepy ass stories of shit that's going on in your house. So um, I'm really bad with Asian culture names. Oh, but... Okiku is a Japanese doll that originally had a cropped haircut, but her hair still grows. The doll was originally purchased in 1918 by a 17-year-old boy while visiting Sapporo for a marine exhibit. Why he was a 17-year-old boy buying it? Because, I don't know. <laughs> don't ask questions. <laughs> he bought the doll on Tanuki Koji, Sapporo's famous shopping street, as a souvenir for his two-year-old sister. Thank you. Hang I just in need there. some backstory. <laughs> The young girl, his sister, loved it all and played with it every single day. But the following year, she suddenly died of the common cold. Allegedly. (laughs) The family placed the doll in the household altar. and Not even like the flu or pneumonia Mm -hmm. from the cold? From the rhinoceros cold, yeah. (laughs) The family placed the doll in the household altar and prayed to it every day in her memory. Ew! After they started praying to... To it, Kristen, (laughs) they noticed the hair started to grow. They saw this as a sign that the girl's restless spirit 
took refuge in the doll. And so they kept it sacred, assuming it was it was her. I fucking hate that. You're going to throw up in your hand? Yes, I'm going to vomit in my hand. <laughs> because fuck that shit. I don't even care about the alcohol. Just imagining that you just brought this little girl, that your little sister, into this doll. Ugh. No. Speaking of eBay. No. Harold pretty much... I, I don't know if you've heard of Harold the doll. I have not. The doll was listed on eBay in 2003 where the seller said that his presence in their home caused, I'm really sorry, the death of their cat. No! The end of their relationship. Fuck that. I don't care. Chronic migraines. Don't care. And the seller even heard the disembodied voices of children playing in their basement. Okay, let's go back to the cat. That's the one I care about. It doesn't, How? It does not go into detail. What the fuck, man? Yeah. That's like a horror movie. That's like a horror movie when you see that an animal is in it. Yeah. You're like, okay, that's going to be a horrible death later. Yeah. That's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, maybe the doll was like 19. I don't... Or the, the cat was like 19. I don't know. That's what I'm going to tell myself. It's a fluke. Harold... <laughs> Harold was passed around from owner to owner for the next couple of years, and he's been rumored to have caused various deaths and illnesses. His last owner was Anthony Quintana, who claims to have exercised the doll and has sworn to never speak of Harold ever again, which means some shit happened and he had to exercise the doll. That he's too fucking terrified to even talk about it. Yes. No, no, no. Now, no. this one is not necessarily a doll specifically, but it does involve a doll and it comes up anytime you really look for scary doll stories. The hands resist him. Bill Stonehome's insanely unsettling 1970 painting, 1972 painting was listed on eBay in February of 2000. The sellers claimed that the doll in the picture would regularly come to life and force the boy out of the painting so she could be the star of the show and walk freely through their house at night. The listing drew over 30,000 viewers, many of whom reported feeling uneasy or ill just at the sight of the photo on their computer screen. Stoneham has since painted three sequels to the work featuring the same characters, which are floating around the internet for your viewing pleasure, which we will include links to when we post this. Okay, we're talking about creepy dolls. Yes. Can we talk about that creepy chicken bird bad thing that freaked me out that you had to explain to me? Momo. Momo, yeah. Yeah. It's a sculpture. that's essentially a creepy-ass doll. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about it because yeah, it gives sculpture. me nightmares. Yeah. And now they're going to plan on making a movie about it. Are you shocked, though? I, I was like, that's going to be a fucking movie. I don't want to go see it. I'm scared. Well, too bad. This is what you do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is scary. And somebody, it was, I think it was a Japanese, God, somebody's going to call me out if I'm wrong. I believe a Japanese work of art, a sculpturist did it, and the internet picked it up as, basically, they were saying, like, there was, like, a WhatsApp number you could text and momo would like text you back and then like shit would start happening which was not true but was it like an actual thing that you could text back and forth i they think that it was somebody had created it and used this momo as like the yeah um but it was faked allegedly faked and that that was an actual sculpture though right yes it is an actual sculpture who made that and And it's like i think it's like pretty big too i think it's almost like life-size no <laughs> no i feel i'm dead you killed me all right I'm dead. here is the 
creme de la creme of haunted fucking dolls. Are you ready? I'm ready. Bring it. Wait, I'm scared. Maybe I'm not ready. Island of the dolls. Ooh. The yes. land of trapped souls. Good job. I think everybody's shocked. <laughs> it was me last time. I'm feeling it. Like, you can tell my voice is getting a little slurred. But last time, I was like, I can't read. I can't fucking read these letters on this fucking page. I'm done. I can't It's read. like we go back and forth on what is scarier to each of us. And it's like I had the exorcisms or the uh, Ouija boards. It's fucking me up. I was terrified. It should have fucked me up more than it did, to be perfectly honest with you. But I think that... I think you're right. I'm not in denial about the fact that there's something wrong with the Ouija board and me as, like, a connection. But I don't think about that, so... (laughs) You don't think about that until it's too bad, and then we're making a horror movie about you. Just south of Mexico City. (laughs) Isla de las Muñecas. Sorry if I butchered that. I apologize. The land's original caretaker, Don Julian Santana Barrera, 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 allegedly found the body of a drowned girl. What? (laughs) What are you getting that close? You're getting real close to me there. Allegedly found the body of a drowned girl and one of her dolls floating near the island. He hung the doll on a tree as a sign of respect, but after being haunted by her spirit, began hanging more and more dolls around the island in an effort to appease her restless ghost and give her some buddies, essentially. After 50 years of obsessively collecting his dolls, Barrera died of drowning in 2001 in the exact same spot where he found the girl. Okay. If we're going to talk about the island, then I also want to bring up Mm -hmm. Mary King's Close. Bring it up. Because Let's do it. in Edinburgh, in the Middle Ages, when we had the Black Plague going on, we had these things called closes. And what closes were, were they were basically alleys, and they were down so low, they would just build the cities up and up and up and up and up. They would build these, quote-unquote, skyscrapers up so high, and these villages up so high, that these closes, these alleys, were so low that they never received sunlight. This is where all the plague victims went, and there were numerous times that these closes were then boarded up, and people were left inside to die of the Black Plague. Okay. Ooh, like that house where that girl was? Yes. Now, talking about Mary King's close, part of the close is, there is, I forget the little girl's name, but there is a little girl in Mary King's close that you actually go visit her home. And if you don't leave a doll there, if you go visit her, you can go on these tours and just ignore it. But if you actually go into her home and you don't leave a doll, then it's this, it's like, because I think if you leave this island and you don't leave a doll, it's like... Um, bad omen kind of It's like folklore. Robert the doll. Like you yeah. get some bad juju. Yeah. Bad shit happens to you. If you don't leave a doll to this little girl in Edinburgh, the same stuff happens. Dolls are so powerful in so many of these fucking stories. Yeah. And we don't even realize it until centuries later. Well, I'm not going to, like, there's, like, in, in Mexico, too, this is what made me think of it. There's this store with a, the locals think that the mannequin was a, like, actual human being. Did you hear about that one? No. Okay, hold on. In a popular bridal shop in Chihuahua, Mexico, there is a mannequin that has stood for over 80 years. And the locals were incredibly unnerved because she had such a lifelike appearance and a striking resemblance to the owner's dead daughter. Ew, what the fuck? Rumors quickly spread that the mannequin was actually the young woman's embalmed corpse. 
Today, it still attracts tourists hoping to catch a glimpse of her varicose veins, magnetic eyes, and eerily realistic hands, which are covered in fine lines, thin hairs, and detailed fingernails. No, 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 no. Pull up a picture. I want to see a picture. All right, all right. Okay. Holy fuck. No, no. One second. You're going to have to put a lot La of these pictures People online. Brutal Shop Mexico. On our Instagram. Ew. There's the daughter. Fucking ew. Yeah. Fucking gross. You should save that picture. <laughs> That's fucking creepy. She looks so fucking close. Look at the fingernails. Ew. No. Kristen mm. has died. Can you please hand me the wine? Did you, did you like more? Do you want me to just top us off? I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm terrified and horrified about society, but I'm good. Okay, but honestly, it was like the best preemptive marketing decision that man ever made. Ew! <laughs> you can still oh go my see God. it! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That is fucked up. I've started playing on the wine bottles, and I think it's about time we end this done. episode. I don't have anything. Do you have anything? What? What? <laughs> do you have Bless anything? you. Do you have anything? Well, here we are. The end of our fourth haunt. These are my fucking favorites. Like, <laughs> really? I, I, I'm not prepared to be like a full-on paranormal podcast because nobody wants to listen to one episode a week of us drinking. And I also think that's going to be bad for our livers and our <laughs> overall health. But it's pretty fun. It's super fun and it's very de-stressing because we, neither one of us really cut loose, if you will, on a regular basis except no. this is the only time me and you ever really drink at all sometimes we'll go to fuzzies and get a margarita but those aren't super strong and we usually just drive home because like yeah not like we drive drunk but we're they're not strong and we're except there long for that enough one time we got drunk and listened to that that other drunk guy drunk comedian like the worst things about harry potter and stuff oh <laughs> yeah so fucking good yeah but it doesn't happen very often, so this is really fun. Because then afterwards, you have to sober up before you drive home, yes. so we just, like, chill and drink. And this is really the only time we, like we said, get, like, drunk or drink, and it's with with you guys. So cool. um again thank you so much for being here with us if you lasted through this whole episode i know it gets harder and harder as it goes because we just keep drinking and then we just get ridiculous (laughs) but um it is scary because again all the lights are off and most of our candles most of our candles survived and it's fucking hot because i don't have ac so we're gonna go stand outside after this but thank you so much for joining us if you have any suggestions on paranormal episodes that you would like dedicated we would be super willing to hear that because since we're not a paranormal podcast it's sometimes hard to think of ideas once a month um so if you have any like ideas for us please hit us up you can find us on our social medias facebook and instagram at the extra sisters podcast you can find us on twitter at the extra sisters and i know i mentioned this earlier because um if you want my ouija board hit me up at the extra (laughs) sisters at gmail.com and again we are so appreciative of you being here and listening to us drink and listening to our reviews because this is like the joy of my life right now (laughs) and if i we're not like even popular but those of you that listen you are like my whole world so thank you so much and until next time stay creepy